So what's really interesting now is the shift in terms of you know, people's expectations of business. They are expecting businesses to really step up and solve some of these big world issues like climate change, like food security. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Egnall, President and CEO of The Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word? Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. So my guest on today's episode of the Inspire podcast is Megan Fielding. And Megan is the Vice President of Brand and Culture Communications at Nutrien. Uh, and and Nutrien, you know, Nutrien, Megan, I feel like you know, you've been a client of the Humphrey Group. Nutrien's been a client of the Humphrey Group for many years before when it was Agrian. But I don't think people really know like how big a company you are and the impact you have globally. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Before we get to your story, can you just kind of give us the quick, for those who don't know Nutrien, what does the company do? Nutrien is the world's only global vertically integrated agriculture company. So basically, we not only develop the uh, the crop inputs that growers need to, you know, really grow the crops that they do around the world, mm-hmm. and then but we also work side by side with those growers to help with sort of on the ground whole acre solutions to help ensure that they're maximizing their yields and, mm-hmm. and ultimately together we're collectively helping to feed people in a sustainable way. So we've got over 23,000 employees globally across North America, uh, South America and Australia, which I just got back from a visit there to see the team. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're a huge company and in, in, in our purpose is to grow the world from the ground up, but ultimately, you know, we're, we're there sort of on both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. to really ultimately help to, to feed the world. And, and something I know with, you know, food crisis, food shortages and security are in the news now, something really, really powerful that you're doing. And I know that's going to talk to the purpose and story that we get into later. And, that, and what got me really excited about our conversation and our prep was just the fact that you and your life and career have really been driven by finding the energy in stories that you're telling. And there's this concept story living that I know you're going to you're going to tell us about. But Maybe take us back. Where'd your career start? And tell me how you came to see this importance of being energized by what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely, Bart. So um, actually, when I was uh, graduating university, I'll I'll start here. Uh, My parents kind of sat me down and said, you know, what (laughs) what do you want to do with your degree? And, you know, I said, I want to be a professional uh, musical theater actress. And then they immediately... They, they, they must have said that's post- exactly what we hoped. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we feel very confident in that that's very right. practical life choice. Exactly. You can take so, care of us um, in our retirement. <laughs> it, it, I, I could maybe perform at this, you know, the retirement home, yes, but, exactly. uh, you know, probably about it. But yeah, anyways, so, so I, I ended up, you know, um, going to see a career counselor after that conversation, believe it or not. And uh opened my eyes to this whole world of sort of communication, mm-hmm. marketing, advertising, public relations, and also kind of explored, you know, taking a path of musical theater or, or performance. And the practical, you know, kind of bone in my body sort of, you know, led me to the right, which was more of the communication spectrum. But, you know, what I liked about it is that, you know, all my life and my passion, obviously, starting doing performing growing up, 
um, is telling stories to different mm. audiences and really trying to engage with different groups of people and expressing a narrative. So, you know, I think that was ingrained in me from a child, but then, you know, kind of, um, you know, opening my eyes to this whole sort of other professional realm where I could do that really kind of piqued my interest. So ended up doing a postgraduate in public relations. And then from there, ended up finding my own internship at TELUS, uh, which is um, obviously a national communications company here in Canada. And what really kind of drew me to that organization is that they were very much um, a purpose-led organization and had a big philanthropic component and really had this, you know, broader goal to connect people, which, you know, really, um, I think just drew me to to that uh, particular company and, and brand. And this is kind of you know, many years ago, I won't date myself, but, you know, before <laughs> this whole concept of purpose existed, but, mm-hmm. you know, as I reflect back, that was sort of my intrinsic motivator for why I was really attracted to TELUS as an employer. So was there for, you know, a good chunk of, of the start of my career uh, working in public relations and uh, had a really um, amazing jump start. You know, obviously engaging with the media to really help to, you know, pitch and tell the stories that, you know, we as an organization thought that Canadians should know about telecommunications and the importance of connectivity. And then also the great work that we did from a community investment perspective as well. So was there for the first sort of chunk of my career and then went to go to Sun Life Financial and um, worked there for a couple of years, both doing internal and external communications uh, and really kind of talked about, you know, financial security um, and all those uh, kind of types of narratives and really enjoyed my time there. But, you know, I I had the opportunity uh, where I was tapped to kind of come back to TELUS. Uh, to support um, specifically, you know, con- uh, communications on the consumer side of of the um, of the organization, mm-hmm. and you know, there was just something about the culture at Telus and the people at Telus and the purpose of Telus that just you know naturally drew me back. So I boomeranged mm-hmm. uh, and then went back to Telus and um, had sort of this awesome sort of step out opportunity outside of the you know communications hat that I wore to work on uh, an initiative that was really around kind of uh, communicating and marketing TELUS's purpose, both internally and externally. And then sort of the side work stream that I was really kind of driving and accountable for was the uh, employee advocacy program. So how do we connect our employees to purpose that will drive their advocacy? And, you know, we'll get into this concept of story living in a sec. And then after sort of a, a really awesome run at TELUS, I was tapped for this opportunity that I had at Nutrien to really build and stand up this this global communications department for an organization that you know purpose and mission is is to feed the world, which right. you know if I uh, you know were to kind of think about a purple unicorn opportunity right. for me as a next step, you know that would have been that. So ended up there, and I know we'll kind of talk more about the uh, the work that I've done at Nutrient to do that. But um, you know certainly there's a purpose slash storytelling motivator totally. to sort of my career path along the way here. Yeah, it's a great story. And I think, you know, a couple things stand out for me from what your story, you know, the first is that you mentioned when you, you know, the power of purpose and bringing you back and your personal connection to it with TELUS, but also that, you know, when you started in your career, what TELUS was doing in terms of having that purpose and that not just having a purpose, but communicating it, you know, making it part of the business were quite unique. And, and, and so a couple questions for you, you know, the first is, do you think that's changed? You know, do you think now that there is a baseline for organizations that employees want purpose? Yeah, I think I think people today want to be connected to a greater good or hmm. or a why that right. they can they can connect to, and I think it makes them more engaged. I think mm-hmm. it makes them greater ambassadors of the brand. I mean, for me, I marketed Telus to all of my families and friends. I just loved 
talking about the great things that we do because it was what motivated me to to talk about that because I connected to the company and what we were doing. And I, and I felt that what we were doing was something good and interesting. Hmm. So I think that greater connection, that stickiness to, to purpose and organizations that do it well, really create that personal connection to the larger organizational purpose that will intrinsically motivate their employees to be more engaged and also advocate to their friends and family. When do companies get it wrong? I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of companies in your in your career, but also just you're an expert in the industry. What are, there's when does trying to have purpose and connect it not work? So I would say a couple things. One is when it's just words mm-hmm. and there's no actions behind an organization that sort of demonstrate that purpose is not just a tagline, but it's mm-hmm. actually embedded in decision making, how results are valued and attributed. It's really kind of hardwired into their Mm. operations. Those that make it kind of a statement and just shoehorn it into communications and materials that, you know, obviously are trying to recruit employees, et cetera, but don't actually embed it into kind of how they operate. I think those are the ones that don't really see that benefit that I was talking about before. And so I'm guessing that, and this is a link back to your, your last time at TELUS, which uh, that this concept of story living is the opposite of that, something that is much more genuine. So maybe tell me a bit about that story living. Like, what was it and why did that concept resonate so much for you that you brought it to Nutrient? So so basically, the concept of story living is, is kind of what I've been threading through the discussion today, Bart, which is really around creating sort of personal connection to the organization's purpose. And in doing so, it it not only dug in with me kind of how I connected to that purpose Mm -hmm. and really made me understand like why I was attracted to that purpose, having stories and experiences that are part of your everyday life Mm. create kind of a natural narrative that becomes just a part of conversation. So so living purpose and connecting to purpose is just a part of Mm. everyday discussions or meetings or drive-bys, for example. So when I was bringing this concept through through to tell us, mm-hmm. you know, a story that I told was one in which, you know, I knew a friend's kid in, in, who's in my life who was being bullied, who was being bullied. And it, it really sort of struck a chord with me and connected to a purpose-driven program that, that TELUS had, which is all about ending cyberbullying. And so what happened through that engagement with my friend and kind of hearing about her story, you know, I brought that conversation back with my colleagues and it created sort of mm. this natural narrative that connected to the importance and work that what we do, what we, we were doing at TELUS at the time with cyberbullying really kind of resonated with everyday life. So right. creating sort of those personal connections to kind of a company's purpose creates more stickiness and engagement and connection to what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. within the company that you're working for. Mm. So that was kind of the concept cool. is to you know, bring sort of personal life stories and experiences that connect to the organization's purpose or programs underneath that broader purpose. And that creates more of a natural narrative mm-hmm. and connection to what the organization is doing. And ultimately, you feel more proud to, to work for that company. Mm-hmm. And then again, that, that also drives and motivates advocacy to, to family and friends. So, okay, so let's, so you, you learned that, tell us, you were inspired by, you're hired by Nutrien. When you got there, what was the state of story living? Was it happening? Like, was it not happening? Give me your lay of the land when you joined. So when I first joined Nutrien, it was a smaller communications group really kind of focused on supporting certain groups and functions within the overall organization. So there was no global team. There was no global narrative 
But what was really cool about, about Nutrien that really drew me to the organization when I was going through the, the recruitment process is when Nutrien was formed through the merger of, of two companies, one of the, th- the very first things that they did was to define purpose which is to grow up, grow our world from the ground up is, is Nutrient's purpose, which I thought was really progressive and very cool. And so a big part of standing up this global strategy and team was to, how do we really communicate and articulate a broader narrative around that to stakeholders, both internally and externally? So that was job number one, but then layer in a global pandemic on my fifth week right. on the job. So <laughs> uh, obviously there was that kind of backdrop in mind. Okay. So, you know, what I would say today is the concept of story living, you know, we don't necessarily like call it that, but it's, we really kind of call it more like telling our story okay. at Nutrient, you know, it's something that we've really started to formulate and, and, and kind of get off the ground. And, and really it is kind of anchoring our communications around telling our, our story from the centerpiece of, of purpose. Okay. Both internally and externally, and how you know we are part of a broader mission to to feed the world, mm. and so we've really been activating against sort of that overarching strategy that we've anchored on kind of core global narratives mm-hmm. to really tell tell that story and, and elevate that kind of higher order purpose. So there's still lots of work to do, but I would say you know we're definitely making significant progress in that way, and it's it's really resonating with people. Mm. I think the other piece that we really kind of focused on is, you know, how do we really make impact and and garner that engagement with our stakeholders, both internally and externally. And that's really anchoring what we do from a, a reputation perspective on, on trust. Hmm. So what's really interesting now is the shift in terms of people's expectations of business. Hmm. They're expecting, you know, businesses to really step up and solve some of these big world issues, right. like climate change, like food security and those organizations that are really speaking out and demonstrating living their purpose as an organization in action against those larger social and societal issues Mm -hmm. is really helping to drive more engagement and connection and awareness and advocacy for organizations like Nutrien who are really starting to put a megaphone behind behind those important messages and and the actions behind them as well. So what, what I'm taking away from this so far is, okay, if you're in a leadership position, both your own employees and your external stakeholders are starting to look to you to be really to have a purpose that goes beyond just making money and that you, from a communications standpoint, have to be really purposeful, pardon the pun, uh, and articulating <laughs> what that is, what you're about. And because every time you've mentioned you being inspired by this ability to bring stories of your own life in. What I'm hearing is it's in the framework that was created by these organizations that you've been in. So really, businesses have to kind of give people the narrative about the purpose so that they can then match it with their lives. Is that is that a fair recap so far? Exactly right, Bart. Companies need to articulate what their purpose and their greater good is to enable people to personally connect and be inspired by how that connects to their lives. Mm-hmm. So for me when it comes down to food and buying things on grocery store shelves, which we've seen over the past couple of years has not been as simple and easy, but that there's a broader system behind it. And that I get to play a part in terms of telling that story to my friends and family in terms of, well, it's not just a turn on the taps and all of a sudden these grocery store shelves are filled. You know, there's a whole sort of system behind it that allows us to have this and make this happen. And and now with people being more interested in climate change and all of the sustainability goals that we need to collectively push toward uh, as a society, 
the things that Nutrien is doing is more relevant than ever before Mm -hmm. down to the average consumer where, you know, as you would kind of think about a B2B company five to seven years ago, that might not even been like a thought on the organization's mind, but also would the consumer actually truly care? Mm -hmm. But because of all of these sort of game-changing societal issues that I mentioned, food security, climate, it's becoming a more relevant organization to a broader set of stakeholders. So so really telling our story from that sort of angle and, and lens of the greater good that we're trying to do as an organization mm-hmm. is more critical than ever before, but also expected by the broader population. Okay, so we've talked about the external, we've talked about the internal. So tell me about a campaign then that you launched to empower employees with this concept of story living to feel connected to each other and to, to the business. So um, kind of leading up to the holidays, we were thinking about a, something that would do exactly as you described is, is how do we have people connect their personal experiences and, and their story living to what we do as nutrients. So we basically deployed sort of a, a global internal campaign and asked people to talk about the, the experiences, mm-hmm. either kind of growing up on our farm or their connection to what we do in their personal lives through sending stories or videos, or also just because what we do as, as an organization and, and growing our growers in general from like a farming perspective, you know, it really is about family and at-home connections. So mm-hmm. We also kind of extended that concept to, you know, what are your holiday traditions mm-hmm. or spending time with loved ones and, and kind of opening that broader connection piece based on what is at the core of, of farming and growers, which really is kind mm-hmm. of that family and, and connection piece. And we had, uh, I think, over 200 submissions and basically developed this beautiful mosaic video montage of all these people's photos and videos oh, wow. and stories either on a farm or their holiday traditions and, and connection and, to family. Can you, and what did people say? Can you just give me a couple examples that stuck with you? So, uh, yeah, so it was, it was mostly video and photos. But, okay. you know, I would say the ones where it was families celebrating under their really unique holiday tree. Um, there were a lot that were beautiful photos of uh, older photos of family farms that have been in their families for 10 and 20 and 30 years and seeing some of those old photos and how it sort of changed hands over generations and time were really inspiring. Hmm. And just the comments and engagements that we got on it, both internally, we actually did post it on social media uh, to kind of extend it to, to external. And we got incredible engagement because people saw themselves in that video, but they also saw traditions and different family moments or or heritage on farms hmm. all over the world. Hmm. So seeing that sort of global view of how diverse but unified we are as an organization and how we are all connected to this central purpose through their stories and, and you know, so personal cool. examples was, was just so moving. And, and what I love about that is there's the connection to Nutrium, but it sounds like what was more powerful even is the connection to each other and to kind yes. of this world, yes, this world purpose. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and especially, you know, at a time where we're kind of coming on at that point, coming off of two full years of COVID right. and seeing that, just seeing people in that way and, and in that light created this really warm digital connection to mm-hmm. the over 23,000 people that we work with each and every day. So it was it was really powerful. I love it. And, and what have you done in terms of kind of enabling the story, living this kind of personalized connection Externally, because you mentioned, you know, stakeholders said they're looking to you for so much more than they have in the past. 
Yeah, so I, I think one of our core focuses and, and what we're really trying to, to focus on doing, and I, I'd say, you know, we're still sort of near to the starting line on this, but, you know, have a really great and exciting path forward is really elevating our, our grower customers, our, our farmers. So we work with over 500,000 growers around mm-hmm. the world, uh, working side by side with them on the farm and helping to leverage the, the nutrient platform to help elevate their stories and help kind of activate the story living concept with our customers to help create connections with our broader stakeholders with, you know, ultimately the people that are on the ground growing these plants and and producing this food that actually feeds people. So that's sort of what we're really kind of focused on kind of on a go forward basis is like really elevating our grower customers to tell the story of how we are feeding, feeding people and in a sustainable way through mm-hmm. their stories. So that's sort of our next focus and, and chapter ahead. Obviously, we've got work to do in that space, but that's sort of the trajectory that, that we're working on from like an external external perspective. This has been great, Megan. You've really given me clarity about like the power of, you know, of stories, the power of connection, the, the need to have purpose. Someone listening might be saying, okay, I get it, but I don't run corporate communications for my company. <laughs> and maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't have a Megan, though you may be getting some calls so <laughs> for advice uh, in their organization. But but let's say they're they're saying, okay, you know, I run a team, or I'm or I'm an individual contributor, and, and my company doesn't have this kind of rich narrative. What advice would you give them? What steps should they follow to kind of take these principles? Uh, and begin to embed them so that they can feel this kind of excitement, connection in their work and life? Yeah, it's a great, great question, Bart. And, and again, happy for anybody that's uh, wanting to chat who's listening in. But one of the pieces that I talked about is despite this structure and framework being in place in the organizations yeah. that I've worked for, for, you know, that aside, to find the personal, your, your own connection mm-hmm. personally to the company that you're working for will make you more excited and inspired to come to work every day. So, hmm. so despite the infrastructure not being there, okay. there is a personal benefit for you as an employee or a leader to find that yourself because it'll hmm. get you, again, excited to get out of bed every morning and feel good about the the work that you're doing as uh, the, the company that you work for, rather. So, And is it finding like what you like about the company? Is it finding a connection to their purpose? Like expand a bit more on exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So what I would say is I would kind of take a step back and, and, and ask yourself, why why did you decide to join this company? What got you excited? Hmm. What about your organization? Okay. Do you really feel connected to? Do you feel really proud? Do you feel really is helping to activate on a, a greater good? Mm-hmm. And so, so start there okay. and then draw a connection to something in your personal life that does the same thing. So outside of work, you know, what is something that really motivates, inspires and energizes you and see if you can make that connection. And so if I were a leader in that position, you know, doing that work yourself, mm-hmm. then once you've sort of cracked the code on it, bring that to your team, have a conversation about that journey that you took to really kind of create that connection and how made you feel ideally mm. more engaged, excited, and inspired to work for that company, and then encourage your team to do the same. Okay. I would say if you're an individual contributor, approach your leader with that sort of that concept, you know, do the same thing, which excites and motivates and energizes you about hmm. your company or makes you feel a part of activating on a, a greater good, draw that connection in your personal life and see if you can find that, find how those two things kind of intersect and then you know, bring that to your leader hmm. and and tell them how that exercise made you feel. So I think there's a ton of benefit in doing it, even if there isn't that infrastructure in place, 
And, you know, see if there's a ripple effect from that. See if there's like a grassroots spread of that concept extending to different teams, to different groups, Hmm. to different leaders, and think about, you know, doing that from the ground up. Okay, I love it. And I love that, you know, it's not looking for the connection with the work the company does. It's finding, you know, what, what purpose they have, what drew you to them. And I love this idea of, you know, taking it to your boss or taking it to your team. So my next question is, okay, so you've made this connection. You've identified something that the company does that, you know, deep down you're passionate about, brings you to it. How do you go and tell stories? I mean, you, you've you told those stories about when you were at TELUS, you know, you love the community. And, and what a different narrative, by the way, than so many people work for phone companies who just say, don't talk to me about the phone company. I'm not in customer service. Yeah. You know, it's like totally flipped <laughs> it. What kind of stories really are exciting for people to tell? What kinds of stories should they work to have um, in their kind of hip pocket? Yeah, I would say ones that, so maybe I'll use kind of a a nutrient example. Sure. To start. So um, so for me, again, so it's about, you know, feeding the future and and feeding the world. So, you know, any time or or opportunity I have in the community or my personal life that, you know, whether to make like a small, you know, food donation to a food bank or, to, you know, do something myself to activate on that and just to feel I'm, I'm helping to like activate on, on that purpose. And, and I see the greater importance around that mm-hmm. now more than ever before, because I just am surrounded by it. So I try and do things in my life that I feel like I can do a small thing to, to contribute. So, um, yeah, I would, I would say that's, that's one way at it, but, you know, so say, say your, say your organization does something in the community, like a volunteer program, et cetera, you know, participate in, in anything that the organization mm. does offer and see what that does to also help with your personal purpose. Because I think, again, those two things do intersect purpose and purpose and work and purpose in sort of day-to-day life. Right. So I guess, you know, the underlying piece there is, you know, to be curious hmm. around it and, and, and see how that kind of makes you think and feel about a, the work that you're doing at the organization that you're a part of, but B, how that's extending to other benefits for the purpose that drives your personal life. I love it. And I love that, you know, you're talking about personal, bringing your personal life into work. And I think that's been one of the nice trends over the last couple of years is we really are are having this sense that we want to know our leaders as people. We want to know our colleagues as people yes. and having that blend. And there was a word when we were preparing for this conversation you used, I'd like you to just expand on You said, you know, vulnerability. So it's really important to showcase your vulnerability uh, to others. Can you tell me a bit more about what you mean by that in in the context of this concept of story living? I think also too, COVID's really changed the game in terms of how leaders hmm. need to lead in today's day and Agreed. age. And I think Agreed. vulnerability, yeah, I think vulnerability is a key piece. So I think, you know, the, the previous sort of notion is leaders need to be bulletproof and right. strong and, you know, not, have you know, all the answers, have all the answers. And, and, and I think I really lead from a place of vulnerability in terms of like, I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. Right. I don't get everything right. And I think to be vulnerable with your team creates this deeper psychologically safe environment mm. where people feel they can be human, be human to be themselves right. at work. And I think leading from a place of vulnerability, you get the best out of people because they, you know, A, feel safe coming through with problems, mm-hmm. B, feel safe raising ideas that might be a little bit, you know, out, out of left field. Right. I think it just creates this this environment of more rich collaboration uh, because people feel like they can be themselves because they feel safe. So I think and, and leaders how, need to showcase. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you. Sorry, sorry to jump in there. And how do you bring that into the stories that you tell and this connection to purpose? 
And, may, and maybe even if you have an example of someone who you've listened to who's done that well. I would say my, my current leader, who's the, the head of, of HR and a bunch of other sort of corporate <laughs> functions, um, he's, he's, he always comes from a place of, of vulnerability in terms of like, I, you know, I don't necessarily have all the answers or we'll be working on a, a presentation that I'm making to you know, the board of directors, for an example, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll work together on it. It's, it's less of a tell, but it's more of a, how do we kind of collaborate on this together? And it becomes this kind of iterative co-created process versus just here's my feedback and go. Right. And so he's vulnerable with me in terms of like, you know, I don't have all the answers, but you don't have all the answers, but let's figure out the answers together. And we get to such a better outcome, you know, a better presentation, a better way to solve an issue or a problem. And Mm -hmm. so him sort of leading himself with vulnerability influences and reinforces that for me with my team. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, that's, that's a key piece. You know, I would say, for example, we are a new department. So one thing we're trying to figure out is, how do we do better as, from a planning and process perspective as a global team? And so I come to that conversation with my leadership team saying like, okay, mm-hmm. A, we've got an opportunity or a problem to solve. Let's not just pretend that this is all fine and good and turn our heads and off we go. We really address and identify that problem and talk about honestly, like all the things that are broken, hmm. all the things that aren't working, which is tough and challenging. Um, but we do so from a place of, of vulnerability. I am. Um, uh, love this line that I learned from this leader that also worked at, I worked at Telus with, and he called it, and I think that it's at the core, it's vulnerability, but he, he called it being hard on the problem and soft on the people. Hmm. So creating that space of like, let's be vulnerable about all the problems, mm-hmm. but be collaborative and supportive to one another really, really stuck with me. But I think at the core of it, it was being vulnerable. So those are kind of some, some things that have really helped to, to influence and shape my leadership anchoring on that vulnerability piece. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think you're right, you know, leadership has changed. And I think, you know, everything you're talking about, you know, understand the purpose, be connected to a purpose yourself, whether your organization has one or not is key. And then be able to, you know, encourage others to do that or go up and encourage, you know, the organization. And then to be able to bring those stories, you know, to have those stories that are meaningful to you to incorporate them into your your day-to-day authentically and to do so with with that passion and but also that vulnerability that you're talking about i mean i I know whenever we talk i i hear you know the excitement about what you're doing and the and you become a your your job is storytelling and i think what's what's neat to have heard today is that as if your organization can provide that kind of overarching narrative for you. It allows every person in the organization and every stakeholder out of the organization to connect to that narrative more easily. And so it really is the kind of fusion of the corporate and the individual that that makes it so powerful. Yes. Uh, well summarized. Well summarized, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told a great story. <laughs> well, you listened very well. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, I really appreciate you coming in and, and talking to me about this, this story living concept. I, I mean, I'm sure you, are there any books that you'd recommend? Are, are there any articles or places that people listening who want to improve their ability to kind of connect and tell stories with purpose should go? Uh, so one book that I'm reading right now is called The Culture Code. Okay. So there are kind of concepts in that that talk about telling stories, but also uh, also the concepts of basically like leading with vulnerability mm-hmm. and creating kind of psychologically safe environments, which 
I think, again, help people to mm. feel safe and, and open to kind of digging in and finding that purpose. But so it's by Daniel Cole. It's called The Culture Code. Okay. I highly recommend it. Okay, great. We'll put a link to it. <laughs> and we'll also put a link uh, to your Our Roots campaign, which uh, I think people would, would, love, yeah. would love to hear more about. So. Look, thank you so much, Megan, for coming on. And uh, I can see I can see you're in a great role for yourself. And now that you're able to actually start traveling again and kind of both gathering these stories and sharing these stories, it's uh, it sounds like your energy is just uh, it's really great. So congratulations on finding um, this perfect home for you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Barton. Thank you for having me and, and all the you know support that you provided uh, at Nutrient. Well, it's easy when you've got passionate people. So really appreciate this. And uh Go forth and inspire. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. You too. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Megan Fielding of Nutrient. And it's a really neat story because it talks about not only what she and Nutrient are doing to kind of connect work to a deeper purpose, a deeper social mission, but what I loved about her story is how it's really driven her own career and the moves that she's made in her own career. And I think it's just shows kind of the power of uh, melding your personal purpose with the work that you do at your company and how that can guide you not only fulfillment in the job you're in, but also to really the next choice that you make in your career. So uh, thanks, Megan. And I encourage you all to check out the links that we put in our show notes. Next time on the podcast, I am thrilled to welcome a guest who was most recently the uh, governor of the Bank of Canada, uh, Stephen Paulos. And uh, I met Steve at an event, listening to him talk about his new book, and uh, walked up to him and said, you know, boy, you're, you're such a clear thinker, clear speaker, and I'd love to have you on the pod. And to my, to my great delight and pleasure, he did. Not only that, but I uh, read my book on jargon and uh, enjoyed that. And we, we just had a great discussion about the um, his five forces of disruption that are shaping the world and what it means for leaders. So hope you definitely tune in for this next podcast with a real heavyweight thinker who is uh, very understated in his views, but uh, brings such deep expertise. So join me next time on the Inspire Podcast for my conversation with Stephen Paulus. <laughs>